0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Welcome to The Fuzz, where we envision the ideas we'll all be buzzing about in the future. The Fuzz. fuzz, fuzz, fuzz. In the
1: future. What will the dogs look like?
0: In the future. Will podcasts still
1: exist? In the future.
0: Will computers take over? In
1: the future. Will we be ultimately free to float about the universe? In the future. The fun starts starts now now. While the things we talk about on this podcast might seem impossible or even slightly insane, so did weekends, leap years, And April Fool's Day at one point. And look at where we're at now.
0: We're April Fooling our brains out. On today's episode, we're talking about those things that sit on our desks, ding on our phones, and hang on our walls. That's right, calendars. We're talking about calendars. How have they changed in the past? And how will they change in the future?
1: This is an exciting episode, Chad, I think, because... uh, You know, it's not something people talk about a lot. We talk about the history of calendars, but we've never had anyone really talk about what's the future of calendars gonna look like.
0: I don't even think we talk about the history of calendars very much. We just look at the calendar when we're like, most people, your average American, let's say, looks at the calendar and like, this is what's always been, right? And this is what will always be. Yeah.
1: If you look at the history of the calendar, it's changed. The new year used to be in April. That's one of the reasons why there's April Fools, right? It's one of the things that uh, sparked this episode. We were shocked to find that out, right? When we were looking at the history of April
0: Fools. Yeah. The Gregorian calendar used since 1582, uh, which seems like a while, but in the history of the world, not all that
1: long, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which then led us down this rabbit hole, since we're going into April, I'll say rabbit hole, of time is very fluid. We try to document time, but we're just making this up as we go along. We go around the sun. Maybe we should do daylight savings so we have more light, but we just essentially rolled back time or we go forward in time at certain times of the year, right? It's
0: weird. That's (laughs) a good point. Like that. You think of like the calendar or time as like a set thing, but it's not. Mm -hmm. We just made all this stuff up we can change it. We can move it forward. We can move it backward. We could stretch it out. We could shorten it. I mean, we invented time and we can essentially manipulate it if we wanted to.
1: Yeah. So that led us, you know, to this uh, idea for the podcast episode, you know, we jumped in our time machines and we are now going to talk about the future, the future
0: of calendars. All right. Let me tell you what I collected here when I took a glimpse into the future I'll go back a little bit first. So for most of modern history, as we've discussed, the world has used a solar calendar to keep track of days, months, years, marking periods of time by when the sun rises and sets. Makes sense, right? But all that changed with the arrival of RD-789SD9, better known to most of the world as Bola de Fuego or the Fireball. Bola was not a natural occurrence, okay? It was rather the result of a nuclear explosion to prevent a massive meteor from hitting Earth, a la Armageddon or Deep Impact, uh, movies we all know and love. Now, the explosion stopped the meteor's collision course, but sent a large, continuously burning chunk of rock into a fixed position in our solar system. Now, while many predicted Bola would bring about the end of Earth, we soon found out that didn't actually happen. What did happen was another source of heat and light in the sky that changed the entire structure of our days. So essentially what happened was two suns. After decades of trying to find a solution to this, people slowly began to accept this new way of life. Now that included changing the calendar. With two sunrises and two sunsets in each standard day, people eventually decided to shorten the length of a day and double the number of days and months in a year. The number of seasons also doubled to include four new seasons, Chasm, Hearth, Melt, and Thrive. The Gregorian calendar became the second sun calendar and in an unexpected way days became shorter while years became longer the rise of the second sun that is what do you uh, think of that patrick
1: that is insane i can't even believe <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy man made sun in the sky to think of the earth with two suns is kind of a crazy concept, right? You've seen I it mean, in Tatooine at it. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen it oh. in like sci-fi movies and stuff like that. But to really think of our world, our world today with two sons would be really weird. Right. I mean, yeah. And how would we cope and adapt to that? That would be very strange, especially just all of a sudden. Right. It's not like something we've had throughout the history of this planet. Right. It's like all of a sudden we're like, oh, now we have to deal with this, you know. Yeah, no. And I like how that led to an adaptation to figure out how to solve the passing of time. You know, we don't have a traditional day that we do now. So what do we do? We change the calendar. We change the time cycle, if you will. Yeah. Restructure our entire days and basically change the way we live our lives, right? Yeah. I also
0: like the long, the acronym for the (laughs) R.D., (laughs) Well, well, it was, you know, their scientific name and then their common name.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The common name is what again? Bola de Fuego based on it was initially referred to in some sort of Spanish speaking country. The fireball would be the American version, but it was just end up being called Bola.
1: Yeah. And they uh, bring back like a CGI version of Pitbull and he just sings fireball all the time
0: yeah yeah that was that was a (laughs) meme that goes around a lot
1: when this first happened yeah it's a great premise for a movie honestly
0: there's a lot to it because there's the whole first part where you're like this is the end of us right right and then there's the whole second part where it's like okay now maybe we just are living like this forever
1: yeah it goes from very apocalyptic to a new way of living essentially it's not like oh doomsday afterwards it's more of like oh we have more day or more you know what i mean <laughs> more.
0: yeah we got to adapt to this and people adapt
1: you know yeah yeah it's what we do it's what we do all right Chad. as with all things past and future the reality is that evolution must occur and that goes for our method of timekeeping so a calendar is essentially timekeeping So in the distant future, our human understanding of time will deepen. What once was thought of as a way of organizing a seemingly chaotic concept, the calendar, was constructed to help man keep time. Or, as we've talked about, at least the passing of time. Human understanding of time was in the past. We're looking backwards now, right? We're in the future. It was thought of as a forward movement, progressing, a one-way street, if you will. And our heightened sense of time in the future will, of course, shed a proverbial light on how wrong we were. How wrong we were. This uncovering of how time actually works was pioneered by a small group in the future called the Time Emitters. Time, as it turns out, was discovered to be running forwards and backwards simultaneously. It can seem pretty confusing to 21st century minds, but the Time Emitters, the word emit being the reversal of the word time, created a convenient bridge for the mind to comprehend the idea. The most fascinating element to this story is that the word emit, beyond it being the word time in reverse, is intrinsically linked to the way in which the time emitters were able to achieve global enlightenment. Through sound, Chad, they were emitting sound. There's a specific set of frequencies they found to help the brain form new synaptic connections, delivering immediate awareness of true time. The time emitters were the first to establish a marketing campaign around the concept of time running in multiple directions. And the marketing campaign made it possible for the world's most cynical to grasp the complex time paradox and attain a form of enlightenment. Their campaign revolved around the creation of a new type of combined palindrome, time it, the word they made to fuses time and emit together. Imagine for a moment, no more clocks, no more calendars, the freedom of the future, the past and the present. Time it becomes what many consider in the future the liberator of time instead of the keeper of time.
0: You know, you just opened up my mind, lit it on fire. (laughs) That makes absolute and perfect sense with what the future would be. It's like, why are we constraining ourselves into this box that is the calendar when that's not what time is at all, right?
1: with enlightenment comes the new sense of understanding. We're seeing time in a totally different way because we're so linked. Our human psyche is so linked with sound and that sound can help speed through enlightenment.
0: Talk about something that could be like a whole thing in itself where people are like, well, I kind of get this. I'm not sure. And then they hear this sound and they're like, it opens up something new or something else clicks in the brain. And then they're like, oh, now I understand something in a new way or I can see things in a way I couldn't before just from hearing a sound. That's a really interesting idea. And maybe like a you know a whole story in itself can like emerge just from that simple idea right there. That's good. And their marketing of themselves, their naming, it's all very good. So not only are these people, this group opening the minds of the world, they're also savvy marketers. So they knew we can't just, you know, spread this philosophy. We need to market this stuff.
1: Yeah, because if you think about it, like we were talking about when they changed from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. Mm -hmm. The first of the year went from April to January. There were people who accepted that. And then there were people who didn't. And they called them fools. And that was their form of marketing, right? It was like, no, this is the right way. I think with all things like that if you were going to make a global change and try to get all of humankind to sort of follow this you would have to come up with a marketing campaign something that people understand clearly
0: pretty brilliant and i love the thought that you know sometimes the thing that comes next is no thing at all you know it's the elimination of the thing that we've had forever yeah So together,
1: I think these two futures are really interesting because we evolve those same structures that have kept us keeping time, the passing of time.
0: And like so many of these episodes or futures we talk about, you know, it's not one or the other. It can be one and the other. Yeah. It's not immediate to each other. It could be one and then the other one a long time after the other.
1: Yeah. The distant future, they might seem, as we say... (laughs) impossible or even slightly insane but so did a lot of things in history so
0: yeah remember the future is an infinite timeline we've got a long time where these things can occur on so uh all these things can happen yeah and did happen all at once and
1: will happen (laughs) that's right all right well we hope you enjoyed that that's all for this episode of the fuzz tune in next time for more of tomorrow's buzz today